a gnat flew up my nose today and I felt violated ever since. In other news, did you know that you can stay awake when you really want a nap if there's a really good TV show on? You're listening to Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats Podcast WBECS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike coming at you on a Friday night with a great, wonderful, charming warm beer in the cheap seats. That's right. Charming. That's what we are. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to cover our normal Friday night stuff. We had the Super Bowl of all motorsports. Of course, Daytona 500. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Hey, do you have a TV show you want to reboot? I know I got a couple and a great rock and roll retrospect with one of my favorite bands of all time in the rock and roll genre. You probably can guess it, but that's okay. There we go. Brand new show. Take it away, Case. Now we're going to dive into a little Southern rock. That's right. You know, that's our, as well, Southern rock coming little, up. Little biscuits and gravy, folks. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be hearty. I do like biscuits and gravy. Do you know who I think has the best biscuits and gravy? Go ahead there, Mike. Um, Bob Evans. Never had it there. Oh, you're missing out. I you- just found out the restaurant I'm going to for my real job's lunch meeting next week is a Southern place in Lakeland. A Southern? What is the Southern place in Lakeland? What I is it called? it's called Frescoes. Have you heard of it? No. Frescoes, Frescoes. Are you sure it's Frescoes or is it Fred's? No, no, it's either frescoes or frescoes. Oh, okay. Frescoes, but maybe that doesn't sound very southern to me. I didn't think so either. And then I looked at the menu. Sounds like they have a lot of fucking salads on that menu. (laughs) Probably, you know, if it was called the Red Barn, the Rusty Barn. I know. I kind of want to go to Fred's now. Fred's is good. I don't know anything about it except maybe it sounds better than frescoes. I don't know. Frescoes doesn't sound southern. But that's know. okay. I'll do a review after. You can do that. We have a show and we do stuff like that. Oh, really? Yes. How do I how do I get in touch with the show? Well, Casey, how would Melissa get in touch with us? Uh, just talk to me. <laughs> well, she wasn't talk like uh like in the same room as us. Uh, she usually texts me. If she didn't have your phone number. Oh, she's got my phone number. We got a lot of pretend <laughs> like she's not She's not Melissa. She's a different Melissa. Oh, mm. is this a trick? Uh-oh. No, it's not. A trick. Like I'm being set up. You're not being set up. I promise you. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm trying to roll, get. Are we role playing? Right now, we're not. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me put my shirt back on. Oh God. Um. Because that's what I do with strangers. Uh, stranger danger. Meanwhile, she's blowing a rape whistle. Um, you can reach us at Beer Seats on Twitter, or you can email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. If you have ideas for Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective or other show topics you want us to cover, or you have a correction. Or comment. We'll take comments, too. Emotional outburst. All of those things. Um, so what were we talking about? Oh, the the frescoes, frescoes, the, the place with too many salads. Yeah, so we'll we'll hear what she's. You know, when do you go? Is that this week? Is that this week's Monday. Monday? So, Melissa, what I am expecting, it's not much, <laughs> but what I'm expecting, I don't want much. I would like a full review. Okay. I would like to find. I would like to know about 
the ambiance, the service, and the food. Did, and did they ban children? No, they're not going to ban children in a restaurant mm. like what that. What if I like? I'm talking about the wrong place. <clears throat> it could I don't be think so. Fresco's, but that doesn't. I, I I get it. Fresco's, as Casey stated, that sounds more like a salad place, which I'm okay. I'm a huge yeah. salad fan. Yeah, like it's fucking crispers or something. Crispers. It sounds like that kind of a place, honestly. But that that doesn't sound southern unless they have like fried chicken on the salad. Then you're defeating the whole purpose of the salad. It looks like a fancy southern place. Does that yeah. exist? Sure, why not? Well, you get the finest of alfalfa sprouts and cherry tomatoes. Well, I like Just because it's a alfalfa. salad doesn't make it healthy. I don't think that's what they're trying southern to say. That, that's true. It's very that's misleading. True. I eat a lot of alfalfa. salad and I'm still filling it out pretty good. I like alfalfa sprouts. It's like rabbit food. It's delicious. Uh, alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> it's the food the my food eats. About. I love them. Hey, Big Ed. Hi, Big Ed. Hey, guys. I, I remember as a kid going to like restaurants and they you'd have a the buffet, like the salad buffets, and they'd have the alfalfa sprouts on them. I would get I double alfalfa, alfalfa sprouts. Alfalfa. So good. Right. So, so delicious. So, but yes, it's the food that our food eats. But you know, that's okay. I, I like to be one with my food. Whoops. Whoa. I'm having some technical difficulty. Uh, yeah, stand by. Um, Grady Judd, there's a message from Casey we probably should address. Grady Judd hates kids. What? Yeah, I think he said something about two of the chest, one of the head. I don't know. <laughs> Long lead no, 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 no. Oh. He's he's a sheriff. He, he don't hate you. kids. He's he's like, I, oh my, Melissa. I turned it down. It's her first day on the, the podcast. Oh, yeah, I see that. Technology isn't working for me today. Um, Grady is like a superstar in Polk County. Oh yeah, for sure. They like him there. They love him. Nobody runs against him when he when the sheriff the election for sheriff comes up. It wasn't like the election on uh, the first episode of Dukes of Hazard, one-armed bandits, hmm. with Sheriff Roscoe running against who? Uh, another guy. I, I forget. Honest John Ledbetter. I think it was. Uh, wait, wait. The guy named Honest John lost. Yep. <laughs> Sheriff Roscoe won. Q Q Q. He won because Sheriff Roscoe was running again because. The last bond election, he lost his pension and he had a bad case of hemorrhoids. Whoa. That that that's what Waylon Jennings said that's in the lot. first episode. And you, you walk in and boss hogs eating raw liver and black coffee for breakfast. <laughs> when they introduced boss. That's that's a hell of a breakfast. And then Waylon says at least he doesn't dunk it. It's pretty good. And Searle, Searle Brooks, who Searle played Brooks, yep. who played Boss Hog, he was a method actor. He ate raw liver in that scene. Could you imagine that? Oof. That that's commitment. That's commitment to his craft. Because I'd be like, "What are you fucking crazy? I'm not eating raw liver." I'm positive my technical difficulties are due to a kitten who shredded a cord. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. They like to chew wires. That's where you got to keep stuff away from. Meow, meow. Well, they should stop going in my purse, those little brats. Yeah, well, good luck. One of them was sitting right on top of a purse of mine today. Like it was their bed. No. Hey, Di. So speaking of Dukes, one of the greatest television programs of all time, old TV shows, is there any – not that this hasn't been overdone already because it has – is there an old TV show you'd like to see rebooted that well, hasn't been rebooted yet? Yeah, because the Dukes movie wasn't that great. They did. No. I, I think I like Johnny, and I like that they had some of the guys from the, the Broken uh, Broken Lizard uh, comedy troupe involved, but it really wasn't a good it movie. It did not do – it didn't do the TV show any justice. I enjoyed the movie. I went to the movie, but it, it did not do the TV show justice at all. So, is there a TV show? I, I I can name you two that I'd like to see rebooted. Okay, let, let's. Um, you want me to start? Yeah, let let's start with you. I would like to see Sanford and Son. I picked mine just now. Hmm. And HR Puffin Stuff. <laughs> HR <laughs> really? Stuff. Yes, those are two. So a kitty show. You mean his magic flute? And I think that yes. flute went <laughs> to some places the flute's afraid to talk about. <laughs> and witchy poo. Yeah. I go next exactly. Casey <laughs> knows which show I'd like to see rebooted. Which one's that? Nail and Palin. That's a wow. Yeah. No. He, he, uh, Sport Night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That was sure. so, Sport so Night. It, uh, the other Casey Bauer out in Podcast Land, Knight Rider. That's. They'd have to keep it true to the original show. But, not- but they did one in 08. Did they do a night? Was it Night Rider Team Night Rider or was it Night Rider Two Thousand? Yeah, something. And I think it was supposed to be Michael Knight's son or something like that. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a like some type of quasi continuation. It only ran for like say a season and a half. It was like around the time of that uh, Rider strike, so it got a little uh, convoluted. See, that's a tough one. That's like trying to. I think Night Rider, Dukes of Hazard, those are tough to like reboot because you yeah, have Rider like, strike killed a lot of good shows. Oh, Diane out in podcast land. Banana Splits, great choice. Another, oh, yeah. That was a kid show, an old kid show that was on in the 70s. I watched yeah. it in reruns in the early it 80s. It was a great Bill Brasky coat with uh, Yeah. Is that where, Splits. like, Muttley comes from? Mm-mm. Muttley is, um, he's Dick from. Dastardly sidekick. Yep. And he was on uh, the, what was the, the, the. Wacky Racers. Wacky Racers, oh, yes. Yeah. Wacky Racers. I like yeah, the. There was some what good was, ones. What was the on Wacky Racers? All the race cars had goofy names. There was the. Uh, what was the one that was the moonshine? Still, it was like the. the <laughs> so again, it, you know, you're, it's you're, it's not inappropriate, but in today's world, it's today's world. Listen, we did. It's like it scarred us. No, I mean, it was hilarious. You had yeah. You had Penelope pit stop in the. Pink Pussycat. Wasn't that the name of a race car? You can't you couldn't say pussycat nowadays. No, I just said it was the name of a stripper. <laughs> there was Dick Dastardy and Muttley. There was um there was the the gruesome twosome. They were like in the the I forget what they called it, like the gruesome coop or the the something along those lines. And there was like the oh the Arkansas. Chugabug was the moonshine 
still race car from Arkansas. Arkansas Chugabug. Pretty awesome. That was my favorite. Anyway. Here we go. We got the, the Slag Brothers, the rock and roll gravel. Rock and gravel in a caveman car. The uh, gruesome twosome, Big Mike. Yep. And Bella and Little Gruesome in their creepy coop. Professor Pat Pending <laughs> in the Coberta car. The Red Max. I don't remember the Red Max. I don't remember and, and that Von Rich and uh, Penelope Pitstop. Sergeant Blast and Private Meekly. <laughs> the Ant that was like Bob. a tank car. Oh, yeah. The Ant Hill Mob. Remember those guys in like the 1920s coupe car? The group yes. of dwarf gangsters. Yeah. Led by Clyde. Uh, Lazy Luke, a hillbilly, and uh, Blubber Bear. They were in the Arkansas. They were in the Chugabug. Arkansas Chugabug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> Peter Perfect in the Turbo Terrific. Rufus Roughcut, the Lumberjack, and uh, Dick Dasterly and Muttley in the Mean Machine. That's awesome. That is awesome cartoon lore right there. But that probably wouldn't make TV today. How about the Fall Guy? Hell yes, the fall guy. Oh yeah, and the opening the opening credits from the truck jumps the uh, like guardrail and yeah. the actual hey, splits. That'd be a good show to redo. Uh, that'd be a great show to redo. The fall, yeah, fall guy. guy. Redo the fall guy. I mean, they did. Who would play the fall guy? It would it be uh, <laughs> Lee Majors? Oh, Lee Majors a little too old. It would have to be somebody like he could be like head of the agency. He just sit in his chair, you know, call the shots. But you'd have to have like a man's man because Lee Majors was a man's man. I, I, I was going to say The Rock, but that's too over the top. Someone in between The Rock and Lee Majors, you know? How about Bradley Cooper? He Bradley could be Cooper. He could be a fall guy, yeah. He, no, I don't know if he wants to do TV, but if you How about Steve Austin? That would be a good fall guy, right? Oh, yeah. That would be good. He'd be a good yeah, fall guy. Yeah, put on a ball cap, a nice press shirt, and some jeans and some boots. Hell Yeah. And who would be the broad? He's got to have a sidekick broad, you know. Uh, well, there's a lot Daniel of them broad. out there. Yeah, take a pick. <laughs> yeah, except for Palin. No nailing Palin. She's very busy on set. You ever been to L.A.? <laughs> but the Fall Guy that was a great TV show. It was a great TV show. That was cool, man. Hey, Big Ed, I know you're a gearhead like I am. Do you know the jump truck for the Fall Guy was mid-engined, and that truck still exists to this day? Really? Yes. Wow. So they had a jump truck, a GMC jump yeah, truck. Yeah, because it would be too nose heavy. Correct. Even, even if you tried to feather the, you know, some guys feather the throttle to keep wheel speed from the gyration to keep the truck balanced, you know, like they, they break it or like, like the motocross guys do, you know, it's the same thing, but the car's too, that truck would be too front heavy. So they, that GM, the one GMC was mid engine for the jumps. And I think that's actually in, there's a car museum in Orlando. That I think uh, I, I forget the name of the museum. However, they do have a bunch of star cars, and they have an eighteen van. They have, and I think they have a Fall Guy mid-engine truck. Uh, we we got a a suggestion on the uh, message board for the Million Dollar Man, but due to inflation, it has has to be the gazillion gazillion dollar man. Dollar man. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Another uh, Lee Majors flick. Yes. I don't know. He was like an astronaut or something that yeah. got hurt or something, right? He, he, oh, the he six was a success pilot, man. Six million dollar like man. Yeah, yeah, but he's the he, six gazillion dollar man. So he crashed. Yeah. He was a test pilot. Oh, that's what it was. He was a test Steve pilot. Steve Austin. 
Yeah, and the you know what it was called the HL ten. Is that was that the name of the airplane that he yeah. crashed? Yeah, yeah. We have the technology. We can it was a rebuild fixed, it. It was uh, like a a V shaped, a mono wing, like uh, the like a spoke, Delta wing you know? kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, with fins on, with uh, like uh, it was like an F one hundred and six. Yes, F one hundred and six was Delta wing. Sure was. Um, yeah, another Lee Majors flick, and then uh, there was the Bionic Woman was the coach. Yeah, I, I I think for us to reboot, I think just like how trends, I think what would be most popular is something from the eighties. Right yeah, now. it wouldn't yeah. be seventies. And, and here's the thing: I mentioned Sanford and, and think, Son. This our but, culture now has become too sensitive. Sanford no, but I Son. think it would work though. I mean, if you get the right right people, you think so? Sure. Okay, mine might be 90. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Melissa. I'm sorry. We were talking about cool 80 shows and 70 shows. Go ahead. But a reboot. Go ahead. Right. No, I thought we were going forward in time, so I thought I'd mention mine. Alf and oh. Perfect Strangers. A crossover event. <laughs> a crossover. Ah! And Alf and... Remember how they used to do that with yes. TV? Yes. There would be, tonight is a big cross... Tonight, a crossover event. <laughs> And one episode led into the next episode. Yeah, they did that with uh, Golden Girls and uh, Empty Nest. You know, there was a hurricane. They were in each other's episodes like the whole night. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. It was a busy Saturday. It was a busy Saturday. I was in front of that. Oh, you know what? I watched that 90s show. So did we. Yes. It it was all right. I I didn't mind it. I love it. Yeah. That's exactly how I'd describe it. Something I wouldn't mind. It wasn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. You know, I was like, okay, I had nothing to watch, and it was mindless. And even if I dozed off and 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 picked back up, I'm like, I really didn't miss anything. That was like plot changing. You know, they went to the tower. They got high. You know, Red's gonna put his foot in their ass, which I like. Yeah, and you know. Uh, you know, we got older, but the girls stayed the same age, so that's kind of good too, right? Is that what yeah? Happened? I don't think we yeah. brag. I think we just kind of something you say, and that's your inside voice. Oh, inside voice. Okay. okay. Did I? I told you, uh, you know, when I first worked at Express Jet, I worked third shift, and our shift started at eight thirty. A lot of us would meet up at around quarter till, and we'd eat our dinner. You know, we'd eat before the shift, and then eat like at two, three in the morning again. And we were watching. That's when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was big. And Regis Philbin (laughs) had just got done hosting. Casey might have heard this story. That's why I think he's laughing. But Meredith Baxter? What's her name? No, Vieira. Diane Vieira. Meredith Vieira. Meredith Okay, yeah. She was the host. And uh, like they were getting ready to go into a commercial. And there was what the question was referenced to. Fucking cocksucker! Oh my! Oh, she yeah. had a uh, someone from Deadwood on. <clears throat> no, no. The, oh, what okay. was the the se- the movies the seventies? Uh, uh, oh shit! Oh no, no. You're uh, they mentioned the, the line from Matthew McConaughey from. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she goes, yeah. The the the, the answer was referencing that movie, Dazed and Confused. And she goes, oh, I remember that was such a good movie. She goes, did you have a favorite line too? And the guy goes, yeah. She goes, I like the line where he says, I like me some high school girls. I get older and they stay the same age. And she was just like fucking beside herself. 
they they panned to him, they panned her, the camera to her, and they just went right to commercial. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, she's still got that great personality. That's why she's got another game show called uh, Twenty Five Words or Less. That shows on at yeah. what, what twelve thirty at night. Well, I think they actually show it in the during, morning. They oh okay, the day, but we end up catching it after the They're, show late at night. So. It, if they play it in the morning, late more after the news in the morning, that might as well be twelve thirty at night. Nobody's watching that. Yeah, All, except us. We're at work. I mean, daytime TV. No, no. during the day. Oh, sorry. during the day. During the day at eleven thirty, only Mister Big Ed's watching shit like that. His, his uh That's his, his demographic. His, that's yeah, his demographic. Yeah, that's oh, he watching does it. like that show. Oh yeah, yeah, he likes it, any of that stuff. He likes game shows. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of, uh, I had dinner with Mrs. Bayard tonight. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. You do? Uh, Aunt Barb and you Mrs. Do. Big Aunt Barb and Mrs. Big Ed got together. Yeah, they will not be going to uh, the that diner, whatever diner they went to. They get Bob they, Evans. Yeah, they're not going there anymore. Why? Because Mrs. Big Ed, every time she goes, she gets uh, a stomach thing. Oh, so they have to change their venue. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to talk off air about, like, maybe getting them a hotel for the weekend so they don't have to, you know, yeah, you continue know, for, talking in the elevator. Yeah, the four In, the, in a hotel room back in they, they, They'll never go to sleep. They'll just talk. That's all right. Hey, that, that's all they do. They that's just what talk. they do. Yeah. Um Melissa, how would we reboot Alf? Would it be would it pick out would it pick up from when the show ended? Because the show ended, if I'm not mistaken, the government, quote unquote, government showed up to apprehend Alf. Mm-hmm. That's how it ended. And that's how it well, ended. I think they left it open to a reboot. To to a reboot. So how would they reboot it? Is Alf like now like a does he have a diner? Does Alf is he got a, a uh is he in a witness yeah. protection program? His name yeah. is like Malf or something. Malf. Right? Uh, does he have a does he have a dry cleaning business? <laughs> is he uh, a, a consultant? I would put him in like in uh like he he started hitting a reality show circuit. Like he tried to do Big Brother. He did Survivor. <laughs> that would be good. Well, that would I that wouldn't really work for the premise of witness protection. Well. <laughs> yeah, if you go another route outside of witness yeah. protection, I'm I'm just showing other ideas. Yeah, so yeah, gotcha. It was a good like costume. And-, and then there are other Alves. He gets to this one town in like I don't know Mexico or New Mexico, and there's like a whole you know town of Malfs. Yeah, they're from Mel. It's like not a cat oh. within fifty miles in a place. Melmac- yeah. What would you? They be called Melmacians? No, that would sound yeah. about right. Yeah, because he's from. Remember, do you remember the Alf? Yeah, he was from Melmac. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's from Melmac. Yeah, maybe Alf- Gordon Shumway. Gordon Alf- Shumway. That's right. That's his Alf's real name is Gordon Shumway. Gordon. Yeah. Oh, Gordo. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Gordy. where's Balky from? Who? Balky's from Greece. Uh, or no, what was the town? Balky Bartokumus. No, it was uh, Mepos. Mepos, yes, that's it. Mepos. Alf goes to Mepos. Oh, so that's the crossover episode. Yes. Alf goes go. to Mepos. Good idea. This Balky really like sheep. Uh, that disturbed me. Now that it didn't. <laughs> that's a good that one, sweet Melissa. That didn't disturb me as as a young person. Now I'm like, oh wow, Balky really likes sheep way too much. 
What did he call his, his stuff sheep? The stuff sheep had a name. Oh, I don't remember. That's uh, a sweetheart. <laughs> I don't think it was that big Ed. No. I think we called it nail and palin. Yeah. Balky Bartok Moose. So like trust Nailing me, it'll palin. be funny in 30 years. Yeah. Casey? A Batman reboot, like Batman sixty six, like the yes, yes, yeah. that kind, the slapstick bat, kind of, kind of campy, bop. yeah. Whereas campy, you know, the movies get too serious. I like the old what they call Batman sixty six, the TV series, which they have a comic. We talked about comic books before. They have a comic series DC, which is Batman sixty six. That basically is oh, the, the the world. They're they're in that world. In that world, they're running off the uh, the old TV series. Hmm. I've never seen that one. I haven't either. I, I just in my weird Dimitri. Dimitri was that the name of the stuff sheep? Sorry. Dimitri. Like our name. Dimitri. Dimitri. I was looking for a Dimitri standing D- around us. Did you ask you? Does he have a stuff sheep? Have oh, you asked? Probably has all kinds of weird things. Oh boy! <laughs> I believe it. Well, he oh, stuffed boy. the sheep. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. With his dick. Case anyone just like not hide the the. You could have said, "What's those? The what's the what's the uh, the." Great it's, league things. It's, it's uh theater for the mind. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's a big fucking gaping cock. There you you know, Did we wait, paint wait, a picture I, there, audience? Wait, wait, no more of guessing cock. what we're talking about. No phallic symbols. Yeah, what's that? The cock's gaping. That's a BFC. A... And I'm not talking a cocktail. Mm, boy. Back in the day, a BFC was a big fucking cocktail. Or BFB, big fucking balls. Or big fucking booty. Hmm. That's right. Do you know a BBC was once a big block Chevy, but it means something else now. (laughs) It does. Which pisses me off. BBC, I remember reading, growing up, Big Ed can attest to this. What does it mean? BBC, big black cock. (laughs) Sweet (laughs) Melissa. But I, when I, I saw all these, you need to watch more porn. Right? I'm, like, big block, I'm like big block Chevys. All, all these, these guys, <laughs> everyone's got yeah. big block Chevys available. <laughs> I better contact them. Right, Big Ed, reading the Hot Rod magazines growing up, it, it they would abbreviate SBC, is yeah. small block Chevy. Blonde gets violated by a BBC. <laughs> a, a, BBC, a big, a big block Chevy. How is she offended? Was it was it a 454 or 427? <laughs> it was, was an it, 18. Was it a little 396? <laughs> 18. 18. I don't know an 18 cubic inch. That's not a that that that's smaller than a small block. It was a big board. small block is 265. <laughs> see that in my world, I, I get very upset when I see that. It's not that, that would be they hijacked they hijacked it they being the porn industry hijacked it BBC it's big block Chevy damn it there's no SBC small black cock <laughs> small black cock movies so small black the small block Chevy abbreviation is okay SBC so all you all you mouse motor guys were okay 
Oh boy, this show really just gets off the rails, doesn't it? You know, we could corner the market in those movies. There's big black, big black Chevy movies? movies. No, small, small black Chevy <laughs> movies. <laughs> Oh my God, it's SBC. And people think it's going to be like, oh shit. They, then they see orange small block Chevys. They're like, what the fuck? People, uh, Big Mike put a small block Chevy into a Chevelle. They're like, what, what the fuck kind of porn is this? <laughs> it's car porn. I was just going to say it's car porn. It's car porn. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> Where do we go from there? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, mm. speaking of small block Chevys, NASCAR. Uh, we had yeah, roadworthy rescues. Actually, I was going to really say something about Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers. Oh, what, what did Aaron? He, he, he has a small block Chevy and like a hot rod or something. No, but you got to have his old dark he room. But okay, before, before small black cock. Yes. Did it get bruised because he's a white guy? Uh, apparently. Did he have like a? Apparently. Are you serious? No, I don't know. He, oh. he was. <laughs> He came out of his Whoa, own dark closet. Mike, jeez. He he been uh, whatever doing. Um, so what, what's his decision after year, coming? He hadn't said anything yet. Maybe I'm telling you. you know what? He, he started seemed, having an epiphany. He had nothing. But he seems positive. like a fucking weirdo, but he's actually a showman. He's he's not a dumbass. Well, he, he's he definitely wastes the Packers' time because. Well, uh, but he also has us our little show talking about him as well as the regular media. He's got a point. You know? He's got a ton of money owed to him, so he did something right. He's not that stupid. Well. Mm. He's just not we'll see. like the rest of us. Rumor rumor Big is, Mike, uh, you know who what D- Derek Beery is? Derek Beery? No. Fill me because, in. Uh, Ro- Roadworthy Rescues. Roadworthy Rescues. Is it is it a YouTube dude? I don't know. He's on Motor Trend. He's no. part of the. Uh, he's part of like Motor Trend's uh, company. You know. Oh, is it? Is this, is, this the, uh, those is this like the the good old boy? He just uh, makes up names for stuff and has fun. <laughs> yeah, I get it. He's a little uh, uh, make a go sauce at the uh, sparkulators, and he. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's he's got a YouTube. I'm trying to think of his YouTube channel. Yeah, he's he's cool. I it, I, I, I sat there and watched it. I'm just laughing. I mean, he's he's definitely a good mechanic. He he gets. I mean, he goes out to a, a field of cars that have been sitting for 30, 40 years, and if it takes him all week, he gets it run and drives it out, takes it home, and then he cleans it up. And Big Ed, I saw him in an auto zone, or no, it was at yeah. O'Reilly's over by me. Did you really? Yes, I did. Uh, really? I was up at O'Reilly's buying some parts, and there was a AMC Ambassador. Oh, nice. With a but this ambassador was built into a hot rod. It was like mid-engine, not mid-engine. It was it was front engine, but it was offset. Yep. Seat was set back. It was it, it was an ambassador, and I forget what kind of motor was the ambassador they? a wagon? No, an no. ambassador was like the big it was the sedan and the two-door. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, all right. I, I wonder if they made it like a wagon. I, I just no, there was an the ambassador wagon. Okay, that's what I was So thinking. I saw this car in the parking lot. I pulled up, went in the store, picked up what I needed to pick up, came back at it, O'Reilly's, and then I said, I'm like, check this motherfucker out. This is a fucking cool car. Yeah, you don't see them too often. Then I was, uh, 
cruising YouTube and I saw the car on YouTube. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I saw that car in person in the parking lot. So I guess he bought it somewhere in our state and was driving there's it a, No, there's an episode where he goes to like the last AMC dealer in Tennessee. Guy's got uh, a couple of them in a garage that have been sitting for 40 years. American Pickers went to that went to that dealership too. They, they, they actually auctioned off a bunch of those cars. Really? Yeah. So the what happened? It's actually kind of sad. So it was the it was an AMC dealership. Uh, the, of course, AMC went away, but the father kept the dealership, and he was buying and selling cars. He had a lot of he had some of his some of his AMC inventory, not new inventory. It was used inventory. No, it was used, but it was still nice. Yeah, and the the sad part is the dad kind of had dementia, and yeah. everything was falling into disrepair, and the pop finally passed on, and the son is now well, not now. It was last year, I believe. They auctioned off. They sold off a bunch of cars. They're they're liquidating the collection. Right. But it's pretty cool. They had some pretty cool stuff, man. Javelin. I, I'm kind of a javelin fan. And the ambassador is pretty underrated. Oh yeah, I think I've seen them at car shows. I, AMC built a good product. People, AMC has a negative, a negative light thrown they, on it in this. They, in they this built era. the first crossover. They did the Eagle. The Eagle. Yeah, but their their cars their cars were actually built. AMC's were known to be built very well. They were well built cars. Yeah, their engineering, I guess, was ahead of a lot of these other guys. So he has a Rebel SST. That's what he gets out of this guy's garage. He restore. He he just gets it running. Doesn't the paint's not bad. It just needs to be a good cleaning and waxing. You know, that's what it was. It was a Rebel SST. Yeah, the SST Rebel was, was like the mid top of their line, right? Yeah, the Rebel was like the mid sized car SST. That's their. I forget what the acronym, the abbreviation is for, but that was like their their better cars were SSTs. Yeah, I seen a Javelin SST two weeks ago coming back from uh, Daytona on four, on the four fifteen that back road from that comes like you know pipes you into uh, pipes you through Sanford from. It's Daytona. an acronym you could still use without people thinking you're talking. You're talking about, about Cox, else. yes. So it's safe. Yeah, we just yeah. don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah. There, there'll be an acronym <laughs> yeah. or something. Someone will find something offensive. Yeah. Bloody stupid. No, yeah. SLT. SST. Yep. Slutty stupid. Shit sucking. Slutty, slutty stupid like tart. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, a, that's kind of offensive. Yeah. Kind of funny. So uh, I think that's what we were going for. Otherwise, we would have went to this trouble <laughs> to find out what SST stood for. Yeah, you know. So go, going back around, so we had Daytona 500 last. Oh week. yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, good race. The five hundo. It, it was it was a good race. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. triumphant. He won. They got to do something about out. the finish, though, Big Mike. Let no, him race to the. Do you think let so? Him race to the line. Nah, Big Ed, I'm okay. I'm okay with how it finished. It, it, it's yeah. the rules. Is the rules? Is the rules? So for everybody who didn't see the race. NASCAR, it went into two overtimes. So this was the longest Daytona 500 mileage-wise in history. NASCAR has a rule in place that the race, they 
they don't finish a race under caution unless the leader has taken the white flag. That's what that that's what happened Sunday. So the leader of the race, it was Kyle Busch at the time. Correct? No, no, no. Yeah, going, going into the the end up the, going the, into the, the last one. caution. Um, Ricky Stenhouse was leading at. No, it was Kyle Busch. Kyle well, Busch Kyle... was leading. They got shuffled back. Him and Austin Dillon got shuffled back. Then up at the front of the pack, you had um, Joey Logano. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Ricky Stenhouse. The caution came out after the leader had taken the white flag. And it goes back to the time what the time that the button, quote unquote, button was pushed to bring out the caution. So that would have been Stenhouse. And Big Ed, to your to your uh, point, some people feel that it's not transparent enough. Is is that kind of your point that you're getting to? You don't I, think the finish you know what? Was let them finish the lap, race to the flag. If the if they're if the trouble is behind them, let them go. I understand the safety aspect of it. I get it. But if the if the first ten cars are clear of anything. Then, yeah, then but if the first go. ten, however, if if they let the first ten cars race back to the line, whatever the ten, the twenty, whatever. No, no, no. But the know. thing is, the, once you throw the caution, when you throw the caution, you're freezing the field. You're slowing everybody down. If you let the first ten cars race back to the 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 flag, the race race back to the yellow, the cars eleventh through whatever still on the track thirty something. They're going to race back, but you have now, like uh, Sunday, you had a car on its roof. You had a, you had a rollover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's not safe. That's mm-hmm. He wasn't keeping the shiny side up. It, greasy side was up at that point. Greasy side up, not advisable. <laughs> These guys know the risk. So, But it, it was a good 500. It was a good race. I, I, I was surprised how much more action there was compared to the qualifiers. So I don't know if they were just holding back, getting their secure in their position. I and race it on Sunday. I don't know, but I my, was pleased on how the cars were able to move around. Uh, Casey Bauer on the message board. Yes, Travis Pastrana. He finished eleventh, if I remember correct, for the on the five hundred during the five hundred for the five hundred. I should say so. Travis Pastrana, uh, not bad considering no. he missed it. He, hey, he missed the pit. He's like, you know, this car has two more wheels than I'm used to. Jimmy Johnson had a decent Yeah, but he also of- got a penalty, and he was a lap down. You know, he Thick Pack went by. He was doing 176, and the cars went by him at 182. It <laughs> took him the rest of the day to get caught up to the pack. Yeah. So he had a good finish, just which is good. So he, he got out of pit sequence because he had to go do like a stop and go. So oh, meanwhile yeah. – so every it was cool though to see like the Fords would come in, then the Chevys, and then and Toyota. After, like, after all the pit sequence was done by the second time around, they were all back into a pack. And there's Pastrana. I'm like, oh fucking guy, what are you doing? I you know because I had it muted. I was doing other stuff. But no, he realize. had a good showing, yeah, uh, which is yeah, not bad. Eleventh <clears throat> Daytona 500 for driving never. He, he actually he ran some Xfinity races. Yes, but this is you know this is no you're right a totally different this league is top you're, tier you know you're running Cup so yeah. I like that we're starting to see some bleed over from the old motocross series. Yeah, I think it's good. I, just like anything, it doesn't you, hurt. 
it doesn't hurt. Doesn't it gets hurt. Brings in another eyes. fan base, you know. Sure, it gets different eyes onto the onto the sport, which is hey, it can't hurt. It's great. But I gave the five hundred an A minus in my book. The one thing they were able with the new cars, the cars are equally matched. They did run. They were a, nobody nobody pulled away. They ran. Um, double file most of the race the only the, the only part that the reason i gave it an a minus passing was a little tough although we had the most lead changes in daytona 500 history and that's due to you got comers and goers the restarts uh when you when during green flag pit stops but over overall it was a good race it was exciting it's the daytona 500 even the, the our big wrecks weren't as big as they could have been. Right. Wait, is that good or bad? That's good. Okay. I, I don't want to see wrecks. No, no, some, not, some, not at that. No. Not, some people watch <laughs> motorsports for the wrecks. I don't watch it for the wrecks. Right. I don't want to see cars wreck. Mm-hmm. I want to see drivers pass each other. I want to see cars passing. That's right. what I, I wouldn't want. mind seeing them giving them a little more throttle. That's all. Yeah, I, I agree. Good that, race. That, you shouldn't be able to hold power. it, hold it pinned for for two hours. You know, that's that you can run flat footed on that track. You should be yeah. able to let up. And the guy that's got the balls and the testosterone is going to hold it a little further, run it deeper into the corner, you know, like they do on, on the midsize and short track. Well, yeah, you're, you have that's more a, horsepower. The packages something. you're running on, you have a, a five, I forget what it is. I, Look, these, it's these like a guys are no, no dopes, these engineers. They could, they could do it. Oh, sure. They already make a super speedway car. If they get run that kind of money, they might as well make some. You know, they, why not give it fifty more horsepower or change the gearing? Or there's, there's all kinds of things they could do. But anyway, well, one thing I'll tell you this: what, what I'm impressed, NASCAR will make changes to improve on track product. You, yeah, you have to have good races. You have to have compelling races. It was so a sold there, out show too. It was a sold out show. We it, it it was good to see it as a sellout, which normally it is. Um, Tevone said on the flyover they come right at the stands now, and he said they did one one did a pass by where it was it was getting ready to break the sound barrier, and you could see the the, the barrier building around the wings, and it went by. He said it was pretty cool. No, there was a uh, the navy right. No, it was Thunderbirds. Oh, it was Thunderbirds. Yeah, Air Force was Yeah, they there. said they had the afterburners going they were, uh, uh, over the track. It was, Which they were only like 150 feet above them. It's the closest they've ever been, he said. And what's cool is they take off from the airport right behind oh, right the behind racetrack. Yeah, which yeah is you can see awesome. them come in. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> which you've seen a couple times where that's happened in the past, where, where it's been Air Force One. Air Ray, Force Ray, Ray, Reagan's. Yeah, landing Richard Petty's 200th one. Yep, uh, I was there when Bush came in. And I was there too, they, Big Ed, for that one. They they booed him because he came in like right before the race started, so no one could get to their seats. Everyone was pissed because they everything stops. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 it just stopped. Hey, and school then, bus driver, what's up, man? Been a little while since we've seen you. Good to see you, brother. Yes, yeah, school bus is a busy guy. So. Good. Yeah, so it was a good weekend racing. Glad to see NASCAR back on TV. We have Fontana, which will be the last this weekend. 
Yes. The last That's race at on Fontana. Cur- at Fontana for current configuration because right. they were going to turn it into a short track. Yep. Uh, the reality of it all, they sold some of the property. I wonder what they're going to do if they're going to make like a Martinsville, like make a paperclip or make like a Bristol. Or... Um, I think it's going to be a symmetric short track, but it will not be on the it will not be on the schedule next year because they will not have the track completed next year. So the question is, what will fill its place? That could be Wilkesboro. We yeah. do have the all-star race at Wilkesboro this year. We do. They could do a – next year they could do a one-off Wilkesboro to fill the slot that Fontana leaves open. That would be interesting. Rockingham. Rockingham is being repaved, by the way. Mm-hmm. So You got to keep the heritage. I like that they're doing that. I, I do too. I do too. And, and I can see why they – Orlando Speedway just throwing it out there. I don't. I don't know if the facilities meet NASCAR <laughs> standards. <laughs> like Looking ten cars would fill that thing up. Like it's too big. <laughs> um, I understand why The Rock came off the schedule. I understand why Wilkesboro came off the schedule. You had to expand into new markets, and the North Carolina, South Carolina market is very was very crowded at the time. But as Big Ed said, I am very, very, very happy to see those tracks coming back. That's Dale Jr.'s MO is to keep the history alive. Absolutely. Hey, have you watched on um, Peacock, Lost Speedways, Dale Jr.'s TV show? Not not in the last couple months, so don't... uh, I watched... I'm curious to hear, but I don't want any any spoilers. uh, I don't think there's any new episodes yet. But I enjoy that. They they kind of dig up. Spoiler path. alert, he finds old tracks. He finds his old yeah. racetracks. He found the license plate. Damn yeah. you, Junior. You know uh, what he I, did? I, I, I am behind on my uh, Dale Junior downloads, though. So. I'm behind, too. They're back on, and I, I have to catch up. I need to get, get my T-Bone said he was watching the one with Sterling Marlin. He said he had to turn it off. I was he's listening to that watch. one with Sterling really? Marlin. It's a little painful. Sterling's yeah, kind of got Parkinson's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. does he? Kind of sad. Yeah. yeah Daytona died, five right? multiple Daytona five hundred winner. Didn't huh? his son die? No, no, I don't think so. No, I don't know if Sterling has a son. I thought he had a son that died. But Sterling was a bad. No, man. but they did uh, before the race or before the qualifiers. They had. Uh, lost daytona stories or something untold stories of daytona and they did up like uh they did each segment then there was a commercial they do another segment they did a segment on the wing cars they did a segment on wing on cars, the marlins man. cuckoo and and Sterling. cuckoo yeah cuckoo it yeah. was his dad his dad was cuckoo he was Mark. like yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. a hardcore yeah. racer that was, was it, what was what was his real his real first name i think was clifton oh but he goes by cuckoo right and he ran chevrolets in the time when it was you ran Fords or Dodges or Plymouths, hmm. Chevrolet. And he was and, just underfunded, and he, you know, he went out there and he raced the shit out of whatever he had. Yep, hard charger, Cuckoo Marlin. Yeah, hmm. yeah. But uh, I like Sterling. Sterling was a cool guy. I like. Yeah. He raced for the the Kodak car, which was the 
Oh, what was the race team? I've watched McClure. Was that Morgan McClure Racing? Yeah, they were very McClure, innovative. Yeah. You know what they did, and they they, they caused they. They they were the reason for many rules in the NASCAR rule book. They used to paint. I watched the video. There's uh, on YouTube Stapleton 42. I think it is Stapleton 42, Stapleton 24, something like that. They are in North Carolina and they go to old race shops and they go to and they document NASCAR history from the from primarily the 80s, 70s, 80s. Anyhow, Morgan McClure Racing used to paint the chassis of the race car black so that they could do all kinds of trick shit to the chassis, you know, um, change the profile of the floor pans. And well, NASCAR's yeah. none the wise, none the wiser, because yeah, you can't all, see it. can't see. In. So now NASCAR rules, all chassis are painted dub gray. Mm. Makes sense. So that sure you can't get away with shit. So there's a they, they and he had, had a, a different exhaust than everybody when he was running. Yeah, they ran that. um boom tube exhaust, Dr. Gas. It sounded it sounded like an F one car. It Correct. And I hated it. I hated those exhausts. I hated the, the X pipe it was an X pipe that they ran. But he had a couple years, man. There was no guy that was more dialed in. On Daytona, oh, uh, dude, sure. he would have won the championship in '99, maybe. What year he broke his neck? Yeah, I think that was '99. He, he was, was on his way. The silver bullet car. Yeah, yeah, he was dialed in that he couldn't uh, on anything, and of course, he was the king of super speedways. He, he was definitely a force to be reckoned with. That he would, he would come out. It didn't even matter. He would take a four second longer pit than anyone else, and he would just come out and then just race to the front, like absolutely race to the front. No one helping him, just like Jesus, all by himself. He had a he had a he had a run there. He did, he did, and then he ended up with Junior Johnson. He had a good run with Junior Johnson when he ran the Folgers car. That's right. That was the Folgers. Yep. So, but yeah, he had like the longest winless streak. Really? Yeah, hmm. he didn't win till he got into that Kodak car. He had come close. He had a lot of top fives, and but never won. Right. And Morgan McClure, that team, they ran out of Tennessee. They didn't. They weren't in North Carolina. Oh, they ran Tennessee out of Tennessee. Guys. Yeah, which is very unusual to have. Just like the Wood Brothers used to run out of Virginia. Well, and then you only had like you know even the Alabama gang was yep. kind of their own thing. Yeah, their own thing. Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison running out of Alabama. Everyone's Carolinas. Carolinas, so. North Carolina, primarily. So, yeah, if you get a chance to watch that untold stories that they told us, pretty good. Not that hmm. I'm sure on YouTube. Not that that'll be some. Yeah, because they have a they do a the, segment with the. Uh, <clears throat> The wind, the wind cars, you know, the Superbird and how Superbird and, and Superbird and Dodge Daytona. Then they, cool cars. They said, ha, uh, what do we need to do to get you back behind the wheel of a Plymouth? They like, he like, oh, go make it like that car. And he pointed to the, to the Dodge. Right. So, Petty, the story is Petty, Dodge Daytona came out 69. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Petty was running a Plymouth. He was running Plymouth Roadrunners. And he wanted 
a ver- he wanted to run the Daytona or a Plymouth r- version of the Daytona. He said, let me run a Dodge Daytona. And they're like, no, Richard, you're a Plymouth guy. Plymouth guy. You can't have that. So it pissed him off. So he said, oh, really? Okay, I'll just go to Ford. His Ford had the um, Torino Talladega, yeah. which was their aero car. So 1969, he ran. Yeah. 69, yeah, 69, he ran. Um, Ford's 1970 Plymouth got him back with the Roadrunner, Roadrunner, right? Super, yeah. Roadrunner Superbird, and then NASCAR changed the rules and said, "Oh, if you're running one of those aero cars, biggest engine you can run is 305 cubic inches." They ended the aero wars. It only they ended the aero years. wars. However, Bobby Allison ran a 305 cubic inch Coca-Cola sponsored. I think it was a Daytona. I don't think it was a really. He did run it. The car had moderate success, but this was in the big block era. So everybody else is running NASCAR's limit. Then was 427 cubic inches. So everybody's running a 426 Chrysler, 427 Ford. Right. Bobby's running 305 and his Chrysler and his Dodge. So they were, extremely handicapped nascar did their did what they wanted to do they put an end to the aero wars hmm. and that was that but they were they cool said cars. you could never spin out those daytonas because the wing would flex and bring the snap the car back. those were i think they're some of the coolest 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 race cars of all time i talked to yeah. i used to work with a guy who was a young man at the time in 1969, 1970, when those cars were around, and he said they couldn't give the cars away. Nobody wanted the cars. Those cars now are sought after by muscle car collectors. I would love to have You know those wings, they flexed. Well, the they they did, and the wings were adjustable. And those wings were actually bolted to the rear frame rails. They did not bolt to the fenders. Really? No, they would rip right off. They they would they would crush the fenders because of the amount of downforce those wings generated. Yeah. So those wings mounted on the fender, they they were on the fenders, but they're mounting on the frame. They were mounted to the frame of the race car. Interesting. Yeah. So cool era when when there was a little more leeway in NASCAR than there is now. And rightfully so. It gets expensive. It was expensive then, more expensive now. Hey, we, do, do we have a special caller coming in? Yeah, perhaps. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Hey, special caller, introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? Hey, hey it's the Subway Slam. Hey, Subway, what's happening? How much? Hey, not much, actually. Pretty good. What do you have to share with us this week? Um... Uh, I I uh, explored. Uh, now I know Casey. Uh, well, I don't know if he still does, but like likes the Islanders. Um, oh yeah, I heard you went to their new arena out in the island. I did. Yeah, and what, what did you think? You know, you know what? It's a very nice stadium. Like, I mean, obviously, it's it. I'll say this. I. I can tell the fans are missing Nassau Coliseum. 
Sure. You know? Uh, but it seems like the fans really enjoy this new stadium. It's very nice uh, exterior and interior-wise. Um, well, they built like a whole – it's like a whole complex. It's they, they did like retail and there's like hotels and everything there. Well, that's that's the way that all yeah. sports venues are going now. I mean, they were they they were working on this for like twenty years, Mike, on the island to build wow. something for the Islanders because Nassau Coliseum was just old and uh, falling apart. And then then they actually did spend money to redo uh, Nassau Coliseum, and then they made it a lot smaller. And NHL got really mad about that. And so um, the Islanders end up renting at a Barclays Center in Brooklyn for a few years, which was not good for the Islanders. The Islanders having a place on Long Island is, is good, but um, I'm, I'm glad Subway finally got to see the the, the new digs in Long Island for uh, the Islanders. How'd the game go? Uh, there, Subway. Subway, are you there? Yep. Earth to Subway. Earth, Earth to Subway. Subway. Hello. Hello, hello. 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 Hey, Clarice. Oh, my. He's gone. And he's gone. And he's gone. I think the ultimate Karen grabbed him by his ears like, you got to finish your green beans. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that was good. Green beans are good. Hey, do you think yeah. it's that time? Uh, in like two minutes. In two minutes. So in the meantime, uh, not sure if you watched the uh, the last pay per view with uh, WWE. I did not. Tell me show. about it. Fantastic. Um, there's li- Subway's back. Uh, listen, uh, Triple H I, had it dialed in. It, it is their best pay per view they've had since he took over. No question. What made it the best pay per view since? Triple H's. I, I'll tell you. Well, one, he gave the women a minute to shine. You know, uh, they're really good women on. Where the did they? What? Did, where did they come in on the card? Were they early on the card or late on the card? No, early on the card. But they had a big event because the elimination chamber. They had this thing where it's the uh, basically six of them in the ring, but four mm-hmm. get released at the intervals. So, and everyone had their moment. It wasn't, you know, usually you have like a big match like that and then someone's out like in 14 seconds and, you know, um, all the matches were well done. Um, Edge came out with Beth Phoenix. They they did a tag team. So, uh, you know, you just kind of let other people kind of breathe and do their thing a little bit. Which I think that's what needs to happen in the WWE right now. I think we there's too much of the status quo, in my opinion. We've talked about this on the show. I think it's I think it's old news. But yes, it, it's he, there's a lot of talent that can shine. Yeah, there's some newer guys they allowed to kind of have their minute, if you will. Yeah, like uh, what's his name, Bronson Reed and Gargano. Bronson Reed and Gargano. Yeah, I my mean, my apologies, my phone die so oh, okay no that's all right uh technical so. technical difficulties happen yeah hey did you went to a, a all right well you know what 
hold, hold that thought because I actually have another question for you about your experience this week. Yeah. Um, you know, so stand by. We got the big review coming up as a, we get it queued up here. We'll queue it up. Big, big Ed's Rock, rock and, and Roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Hey, guys, thank you. So keeping with our theme of Southern Rock, uh, we're going to start out with Leonard Skinner's Street Survivors. Street Survivors is the fifth studio album by the Southern Rock band Leonard Skinner. It was released on October 17, 1977. The LP is the last Skinner album to, to be recorded by the original members. The album was an instant success, achieving gold certification in just 10 days after its release. It would later go double platinum. The album performed well on the charts, peaking at number five, as did the singles, What's Your Name and That Smell, the former uh, a t- a top 20s hit on the singles chart. Street Survivors was a showcase for guitarist vocalist Steve Gaines, who had joined the band early, a year early on the recommendation of his sister Cassie. His sister Cassie was a uh, honk it, by the way. She was a backup singer. Publicly and privately, Ronnie Van Zant marveled at sheer abilities of Skinner's newest member and would get all, all the clint. Yes, talk amongst yourselves. No, just kidding. Listen to the big Ed and enjoy. The album is biographical of the different members, whether it be drug abuse, crashing cars, and womanizing. Hmm, sounds like a Duke boy recipe. Their appetite for destruction would not last long. A plane crash five days after the release of Street Survivor would take the, the lives of Ronnie Van Zant. Cassie Gaines and Steve Fitt Gaines, assistant road manager Dean Kirkpatrick, both pilots Walter McCreary and William Gray. They were killed on impact and severely injuring the other members. The original cover sleeve for Street Survivors had the band standing on a city street with all its buildings engulfed in flames. Some near the center nearly obscuring Steve Gaines' face. After the plane crash, discovery became highly controversial. Out of respect for Steve Gaines and his widow, Theresa Gaines, MCA Records withdrew the original cover and replaced it with the same photo with the uh, black drop, uh, with a black backdrop. There are eight tracks. It clocks in at 35 minutes and 26 seconds. <clears throat> Leonard Skinner, on Ronnie Van Zant on lead vocals, Steve Gaines, guitar, back and vocals, lead vocal on Ain't No Good Life, co-lead vocals on You Got That Right. Alan Collins on guitar, Gary Rossington on guitar, Leon Wilkinson, bass and backing, backing vocals, Artemis Pyle on drums, Billy Powell, keyboards, and Tom Dowd on, uh, was producer. The Hawkeyes are uh, Jojo Billingsley, Cassie Gaines, and Leslie Hawkins. So the album starts out with uh, What's Your Name? It's a, it's a quick start, fast and furious out of the block. Steve Gaines really shows why he's a favorite of Van Zandt. Listen to the keyboards on this. The first verse is in honor of little brother Donnie Van Zandt's opening night in the Boise, Idaho with 38 special. That smell is a Skinner staple. If you don't like, there is no help for you. This song is therapy for Big Ed. This is why we must not forget history. Between the sheer wailing guitars and the rock and the rollicking bass line, it is like you're living the chaos. The honkets are a nice touch too. One more time, a mid-paced song that shows a softer side with an edge. The band plays well together. This is a sound only seasoned musicians can pull off, and lyrically you can hear the betrayal of Van Zant in his singing. The band had passion. I Know a Little, a fun song with great finger-picking and a catchy riff. Artemis Pyle does not get enough credit for keeping this train a-rolling almost entirely different on every song. This is still a classic rock staple. And did I say Billy Powell? 
you got that right. This song shows Van Zandt's confidence in games because he shares vocal duties and other cla- and other classic rock staple. Leon Wilkinson also should get a, a mention because he paints a nice backdrop for Gaines, Rossington, and Collins. Three guitar attack. Never dream. This gets a crow writing credit with Steve Gaines along with Van Zant singing about remorse for taking a woman for granted. A mid-tempo soft vocals and fine guitar picking by Gary Rossington. Great fills and bass work. Honky Tonk Nighttime Man. And one of the few songs that Skinner covered. They were all about originals. And they do the old balladeer justice on this one. This is actually a Merle Haggard song. Listen to Billy Powell. I put him against any pianist. Gary Roskin on the slide is not too shabby. It would make Merle Haggard proud. Ain't no good life. This is the first Skinner song that features another vocalist. You guessed it, Steve Gaines. This guy fit into the span as if there was a puzzle piece missing. A shame it was short-lived. Billy Powell again featured on piano and does a top-shelf performance. This honky-tonk jam and a little glimpse of what could have been. So I had a lot of fun with this, and it does uh, get get the memories flowing. It, and they, uh, it had two singles, and yet there are four songs that are staples on all classic rock formats throughout the country. These guys were in top form and put out a killer album that that had ballads, honky-tonk, heavy rock, and a cover that was second to none. Only God knows what would have become to these boys had there not been a tragedy. Billy Powell and Artemis Pyle would remain with the next inception of Skinner, and besides touring, never really captured the magic that these boys left behind in 77. I put Billy Powell against any pianist. Same goes with Artemis Pyle and, and, uh, and, these, and the other musicians. This is all these boys had in life was music, and boy, did they change the landscape of rock and roll. I gave this 3.75 Montecitos for no other reason than they just plain rock. The Duke boy rocked to these guys on WBAB, PLJ, PLR, or BAB, wherever the dial landed. On one night, the dial landed on BAB, and the crazy train was playing when the Duke boy in squad had his oak tree, you're in my way moment to wreck his General Lee, only to buy another one and picked up where he left off. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Great job, Big Ed. Thanks, That man. smell has to be one of my most favorite songs, any genre of all time. It just, yeah, it just tells us, not only does it just rock, but it just tells a story. Oh. That was about the two guitarists, uh, Gary uh, Rossington and... and Rossington uh, re- wrecked his Torino into a tree. That That's the... Oh. Uh, it was about Rossington's and Alan Collins. I sent you guys a picture of the car, yes, the actual car. Yeah, the Torino that, that was wrecked, yes. I yeah. thought that was cool. Wait, is that the I think that the second line is, Oak Tree, you're in my way. Yeah, <laughs> brand new car, whiskey bottles and brand new cars. Oak Tree, you're in my, my way. way. You're in my way. Woo! Yeah. Man, that makes, yes. That, that's that's rock and roll, man. Mm. If you so. listen, though, every song is about one of the members. It's a very biographical. It's, they, they, they sang truth, you know. They weren't afraid to put their their life, their feelings, themselves on their sleeves and sing about it. I guess that's therapy for them. I, I enjoy doing this album thoroughly. It's a this quick very, very good 30, album. It clocks in at like 35 minutes. I think I said that earlier. Clocks in yeah, at uh, 35, 35 Yeah, almost 36 minutes. Yeah. It was a, a good stuff, but there's so many. The last song, uh, it was probably one of my favorite. Uh, it was uh, Ain't, Ain't No Good Life. 
Billy Powell just playing a honky tonk uh, piano. Steve Gaines singing it. I, I I didn't know it was Steve Gaines to be honest with you. I thought it was uh, Ronnie Van Zandt, and I didn't know that the the, the opening lyrics to let's see, uh, that smell. Let's see, he's talking about his son, uh, his brother. Oh yeah, it's eight o'clock in Boise, Idaho. That was uh, he was referencing his brother Donnie Van Zant, their first show, oh, at, 38, uh, 38 special, special in nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, pretty the, cool. I had a good time. Listening the other to the other song on this album that really stood out to me, I really enjoyed, was "One More Time." I liked that one. I thought it was very good. So that was back to back. That was right after that smell. But there's a yep. if you um, if you look at the songs on this album, what's your name? That smell. Um, I know a little. You got the right. Um, those were all on the greatest hits albums. Any greatest hits album for uh, Leonard Skinner. Oh yeah, for this sure. is this could be considered a greatest hits album. Oh, I mean, absolutely, and it's, and it's over. There's not a dead track on this thing. No, no, no. And like you said, Big Ed, what a shame that this was. They were at what the top could have of been, their game. Absolutely, what could have been? What could have been if that tra- if that plane crash never happened? What could have been? We, we're all left to to wonder. Yep. But Another rock and roll tragedy. Absolutely. absolutely. I would love to see what Steve Gaines could have done. Also, um, more like this album. Uh, he killed it uh, in this album, but you know this. Did you listen band. to it? Somewhere? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I sent I, you. I sent you a copy. Yeah, uh, I really liked uh, "Ain't No Good Life." Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. I did really too. good. Um, that was Steve Gaines on on vocals. Yeah, I. The only the only Skinner song not sang by Ronnie Van Zandt. Zandt. Yeah. Uh, he he really took a liking to kind of like how Ozzy took a liking to Randy Rhodes. That was the type of relationship they had. That's, uh, I guess he I, had been he had they had known him because of Cassie. She you know the 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 she's the in ba- the, honk the backup yeah, the backup yeah yeah. Uh, this is a band that we like. It's a look like we could have seen more if it wasn't for a deadly plane crash. Um, a like, Corvair three hundred. Slightly in the quarter, 300 engine yeah. trouble. So good review just to guy. survive it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Had a... Good, good album. So we're, we're going through a little Southern rock. What did we have lined up then? I, I have forward? to pick one. I'm going to save my pick till next week. I got, I got a, there, there's a lot to pick from in this genre. Well, I, I have one on deck if you guys aren't ready for your pick. Yeah, so that sounds good. Anyway. What's on what's on deck, Big Ed? Uh, Blackfoot Strikes. Okay. Ooh, a little Blackfoot. All good, right. Good yeah. choice. All right. I'm going to write that down. And then we'll have uh, – Casey and I will work, work on picks for next week, our, our two picks. I, I, I'm narrowed down to two albums. <clears throat> I, I haven't got – Same artist, two different albums, though. You know, if you will. I'm trying to – Blackfoot Strikes, nineteen seventy nine. There you go. The Medlock Brothers, I, and you know this this kind of comes full circle because the Medlock from this plays with 
actually was what an original member of Leonard Skinner. Billy Medlock. Okay, there you go. So there's a connection going from album to album. Yeah, because you know the the Rossingtons also did some stuff. They did their own thing right after Skinner was called the Rossington Collins Band. And if you listen to it, it's very Skinner esque. But I mean, they were major. You know, they had that three guitar attack. You know that not not many. They were only yeah. I only band I could think of that has three a three guitar a three guitar attack is uh, Iron Maiden. What about the Outlaws? I don't know too much about them. I think the Outlaws did. But anyway. Yeah. You could be right. I don't know everything, but I just did know that. You, you know a lot, though. Don't don't shortchange uh, yourself. I know enough. I don't know how much more shit I could I could cram in here. But I'm oh, there's always more. Big Ed, I cram I'm more gonna shit. I'm going to try next hand. week. I'll, I'll work on the old Sparkulators. Sparkulators. Yeah, I'm going to watch this last, the last episode of uh, Rebel. It's called Rebel with the Cause. It's Derek finds a Rebel SST convertible at the last standing AMC dealership. I was talking about Roadworthy Rescues. Everybody should watch that. Uh, he's just, he's just entertaining. He's funny. And this he, is a guy, and this is a guy everybody started on shit. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. He's a good mechanic. Very good. He, this is a guy that started with a YouTube channel that just like we're starting with our podcast. It just takes, takes a little, we're, need a little more time. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. We need a little like, more time. Crowded space. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But nobody features, uh, <laughs> nobody features a side whistle. So right. I don't know. I mean, right. if that you doesn't gotta, crush it, I don't know what does. Right, you just blow out our eardrums. But yeah, that's fine. I think we're, we're probably the only ones with, your, with a, a slide whistle. Hey, Subway, uh, real did you go to a whistle. fight this week? Uh, like a boxing I match? I was, I was, yeah, yeah, T-Bone told me to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I did go so to a tell boxing us, match. All right, well, what, what did we say? Uh, you know, we saw Was it some, scripted? Uh, uh, no, it's not. it was not scripted. At, well, I'm starting to... Th- Nah, I don't think it was. No, come on. No, no, no it's it. a boxing it match. Come on, come on, yeah. bud. Ah. Um, so um, this was a boxing event at like the Sony Hall. Um, I think they hold a lot of boxing events over there. Um, mm-hmm. The matches are pretty good. The um, it was a lot of back and forth. I will say. Who were our One. fighters? Who is who is who is the main event? Uh, it was like a uh, women's match. Uh, one from Brooklyn. It was a, a one. The bleeding a, from Sweden. Uh, someone from Brooklyn, and then uh, someone from uh, Sa- uh, uh, Brazil. Um, yeah, Brazil, and um, it was a back and forth match. Like it could have ended in a draw because I I like would have no clue who would have won. Um, we, uh, but, are these matches were they? Um, how how many rounds were they? Uh, uh, you know, uh, scheduled for six uh, and or... so there were there were two matches that were eight rounds, two oh, matches okay. six, and then one match four rounds. Okay, so the well, four one of rounds them you had was... a personal connection with is that correct? Yes, I did. 
is your coach, right? Your trainer? Yeah, my my uh my coach. Uh yeah, he uh he was fighting and he won his match. Excellent. That's what I was waiting to hear. You were, you had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Good job. Did he, what did he finish him with? The the killer hook? Uh well jab, jab. by unanimous. It was a unanimous decision, but he got him with the uppercut. Nice. Was that because he landed uppercut? Because I heard uh, you had uh, distracted the ref because uh, ah, you were trying to come up with pulled, a folding his chair. Pants down or something. Did a yeah, you came up with a there. folding chair, and then the guy, you know, was paying attention to you, and the ref wasn't paying attention, and little sweet Georgia Brown distract him. Uh, That's what I, I heard. Yeah, no, uh, I think you might be right. <laughs> excellent well all right that's do that's you have fun. a new appreciation for your trainer now after seeing him what he does oh yeah oh hell yeah that entire gym actually yeah you're probably gonna listen to him not now, just, huh? he's not gonna just fucking just... punch you <laughs> well, now you know how hard he can hit you probably start listening to him <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get hit with one of those would you i'm not gonna get my, i'm not gonna get hit He's boxing. Was that in Long Island too, or no? No. What? No. Where was the event? The Sony Center. She oh. she's asking where where no. oh, in relation. It's like to... right. Uh, it's like right nearby Times Square. I think like Forty Sixth Street between like Seventh and Eighth Avenue. Oh, so not really far. Yeah, it's like right. It's right. It's kind of adjacent to the Richard Rogers Theater, um, where okay. they they're currently doing Hamilton over there. Okay. And like, like a couple block, uh, well, not a couple blocks, but like a few a blocks buildings. from Penn Station. You weren't so you're over by where your mom works, Garment District, where where uh, no. Ultimate Carriage. That's funny no. that you brought up Hamilton because I'm in the middle of writing a musical about uh, <laughs> M- Millard Fillmore. So you know, oh. it's it's, <laughs> it's going to be pretty good. Very popular president. Mm-hmm. Some some dope lyrics for sure. Yeah. Is that theater? Um, or not theater? Is that arena near a college? Uh, I'm not so sure, actually. I, um, I don't think there's a college by Times Square. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think so. That yeah, pack, no. Um, no, a few couple buildings away. A couple buildings away, there is a uh, Church of Scientology. Oh my! Imagine that. Hey, Tom yeah. Cruise could be there. Yeah, it could be. Hey, hey, you know what? I was thinking, uh, you know what? I was thinking, I wonder if Tom Cruise is in there. Or I wonder if Isaac Hayes is in there. Isaac Hayes is a Scientologist? Well, maybe his dead body. Yeah. He, his dead. No, uh, yeah. when, when, uh, that's why he left, uh, South Park. I know, but he's been dead for years. I he know. Was a, he was he a left singer. South, uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shaft, right? No. The the theme song to Shaft, and he was Chef on South Park. Yeah, and yes. he he left South Park because Children. They, because they were uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the co creators. They were making several episodes about Scientology, and Hayes got really offended by it, so he just quit. right. He was he was fine when they made fun of like eighty five religions till they got until to they got to Scientology. Then oh, now I'm offended. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, that's that's on. the ultimate definition of a cocksucker, right there. Yep. Well, I I think that's what they turned his character into. 
the cocksucker. They did. They, they did. Yeah. Oh they, my. They they fixed his wagon. We'll fix your wagon, Isaac yeah. Hayes. What's that? They said, "I'll fix your ass." They literally fixed it. You know, kind of like that. Marvin. They destroyed it. Like that Marvin Lee movie. I'll paint your wagon. You know, anyone? He puts a little flower on there. Anyone remember that? No. Paint your wagon. It was like a musical. Oh, there's a musical with him and Clint Eastwood. That's what everyone signed up for. Like, oh, my favorite western was that musical with Lee Marvin and and was uh, it like Jenny Paint Your Wagon or something like that? Some like some shit like that. It was horrible. I'll paint your wagon. Oh my! No, it wasn't. It could be filthy. It we was get, a we musical get, western. We could we could do a filthy filthy film. The X-rated version. Yeah. <laughs> we can't call it nail and Palin. That's already been taken. That's nah, been taken. We got to do something. It all comes back to porn. <sighs> because it sells and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. There you uh, go. I gotta go to music. I got a good uh, musical title. That's probably title what they name. want is the humor factor. What's that? Pound Town? Uh, yeah, uh, I got a good uh, musical uh, name uh, for uh, Big Ed. You ready? We're ready. Tame the Strange. Mm. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Swing or, and a miss. Or... or or, or how about this? Down to clown. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one too. Down, down to clown. The studio audience like that one. Oh God! Oh boy. We we gotta put that uh, on the, like a little couple lower. notches down. Yeah. Oh. I, that is a very. I'm trying to do a very faint, not to upset the neighbors. Yeah, like they have like People a cockatiel. They, they have a cockatiel next door that's going absolutely berserk right now. Ape shit over that. Yes. His head's bouncing up and down, trying to figure out what it is. All right. Well, uh, any any final words? Um... Hey, oh, thanks nice. for listening. It's a whole trip thing. Well, of course, it's a tradition. You know, he gave us the blessing. That's like it. the Pope. No, no, I, I told him today we should train it every day. Or every show. It was completely flattered. Keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down. We're out, baby. See you next Friday. Peace. Later. Okay.